Father John Fairbanks was troubled. He retreated to the confessional to think and to pray. Before settling himself, he took out the narrow purple stole he wore when hearing confession. It was a vestige of rank, dating back to ancient Rome and adopted by the church as a symbol of priestly duty. He had always worn it with pride. Today, before he kissed it and slipped it around his neck, he paused, unsure. Holding the thin silk fabric in his hands, he fingered it with purpose, as if he wasn't quite ready to wear this badge of honor, as if he had something to work out before he could. Fairbanks leaned into the backrest and closed his eyes. He might have dozed if it weren't for his nagging conscience. It chased sleep, ground away at his peace, and left only the tattered relics of despair, and it challenged his faith. As he sifted between right and wrong, he pleaded for a measure of clemency, for acts resulting from the weaknesses of youthful lust and flawed reasoning. He begged for compassion, not forged in the fires of justice, but tempered by the spirit of mercy. He was so deep in thought that the steady beeping of his watch alarm startled him. He was amazed at how far and long he had rambled among the cherished memories of his teaching days at St. Augustine's, and time spent with the boys, his boys, the ones he had influenced, the ones he had loved, boys who had matured into men. Is it for so soon, he thought? Time, like the persistent forward march of the minute hand, was running out. In the end, it was time, not his priestly vows, nor his allegiance to anyone or thing, that pressed his decision. The old man sighed, not in relief as if he were putting down a burden, rather in the strain of exertion as if he were hoisting it up high, exposing its ugliness for all to see. It's time, he said aloud, as if hearing the words could seal his resolve. I'll phone my boys, today, after confessions. Then I'll call the bishop. Then the police. Fairbanks lifted the stole, slipped it over his head, and settled it on his shoulders. This simple act symbolized to no one other than himself that he accepted the yoke of duty. What had to be done rested with him alone. He flipped the switch on the wall, and the light outside above his door blinked to life, signaling to anyone waiting that he was ready to hear and forgive their sins. More than any other time in his life, he yearned to offer solace to others, who, like him, were troubled. As if on cue, a shaft of late afternoon sunlight sliced down from the stained-glass window, set high in the wall opposite the booth. Its rays illuminated the confessional as if it had taken center stage. The figure who was moving toward the door suddenly edged back into the shadows and waited for the light to slide away into darkness.